Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. So, so how long are you going back home for? Uh, just going back home until New Year's Eve, I think. And then, New Year's Eve? What, are you going to fly back on New Year's Eve? Yeah, going to fly back to London New Year's Eve, if we get tickets for anything. Because, you know, we're not going to sit in London, no tickets. Standing in like fucking Piccadilly Circus, like two decades, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at midnight. So... If we get tickets for a few events, we'll we'll head out. If not, we'll maybe just stay back in Belfast. And... Mate, I don't, I don't know how you could be asked to go into London. It's going to be freaking carnage, man, from all angles. See, this is the thing. We're worried. Like, how are we getting home? Because our train isn't twenty four hours. Oh, it isn't. There's no. And then, so, and then the Ubers even, will be like times five sur- surcharge. At least, yeah. And even the thing is, too, you know, if we get the central line back, it's fine. It's twenty four hours, but it's still everybody's just going to be bunging on the central or you know, the Northern, whatever's 24 hours and they'll be yeah. rammed trying to get home. It's going to be so, deadly. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Cause the thing is you're, you're a lot younger than me for me. Like I don't mind just sitting in and being in bed and asleep before fucking new year's. <laughs> I, I don't mind either. <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it'll be an experience. I know. If, if, yeah. You know, Have you not, I mean, not done I, new year's in London before? No, not in London. No. Yeah. I mean, so, you have a crack. Yeah, I was even thinking of driving, in, to be honest, and not drinking. Oh, so, mate, you can't do that. But, yeah. but then I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I was actually Googling how much is it <laughs> how much is it for a drink driving ticket? And then I realized, fuck, you actually can't do that over here. <laughs> no, you can't. Well, I was like, that's prison. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, you know what scared me, you know, in Dubai. Um, in Dubai, yeah. if it's a minimum um of uh, 25 grand English in terms of fi- um fine, minimum. And, yeah. and and you also got a minimum uh, prison. Um, I can't remember the prison sentence, uh, but there's a minimum on both yeah. the fine and the prison. They do not mess around. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it? yeah. So yeah, that's that's definitely put me off. You know, because sometimes you know you have you have one just over limit. You think, do you know what? I can drive. I'm fine. Like I've eaten. You know, I've yeah. eaten and I feel absolutely fine. But yeah, just in Dubai, just you just don't chance it. Yeah, <laughs> just, don't yeah. chance it. I wouldn't chance it here, so I wouldn't nah. chance it. Dubai. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. for sure, mate. So, um, oh, well, for listeners, Rory and I actually having to do this podcast again. We already did it in the studio, but we had an absolute um, mess, mess of things in terms of technicals. But, um, yeah. It wasn't we're... our fault. We're not going to blame us. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't our fault. Minor yeah. studio issue. So, mate, we're, we're doing this podcast again. At least, at least you're, you're a bit more fresh, fresh as a daisy, because it was on the back of our night out. Yeah, roll, Rolling in home at 4 a.m., wasn't it? Yeah, I got in at 4 a.m., back up to do the podcast in the morning. So, I mean, I, I felt fine, but it wasn't fine, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. I think my brain was a few a few ticks behind. Yeah, you actually looked all right. Like, you, yeah, you looked worse the week before. You looked really bad the week before. Oh, the, no, the week before was just, that was different. That was different <laughs> night out. <laughs> that was one of the, like, our night out on Saturday. Yeah. Our, our night out, sorry, on Thursday was planned. We knew it was going to be messy. We knew what it was going to be. Thursday, the previous Thursday was supposed to be two or three drinks and home again for 10. Yeah. So Wait, I didn't... Our listeners must listen to the podcast and just think, wow, this guy's actually a cliche. These guys, the tra- he's a trader. <laughs> he's yeah. the, the, the nightlife. Mate, you're constantly out. <laughs> two blokes trading or two blokes alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, mate, let, let's jump straight into let's jump straight into this podcast. I'll say jump straight in, fucking over babbling on. But um, what? So last week, as I said already, you know, I hold my hands up because we, you and I, have just been having a bit of a an indirect back and forth. One minute you're pointing the finger, laughing at me. Next minute I'm doing it to you, and it's vice versa. And like, and it's just up and down. Um, but 
obviously last week we had a bit of a, sh- a shift again, didn't we? You know, dollars revived, stocks coming under quite a bit of pressure um, after obviously the the FOMC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I think we're at a period now. I'm just going to move this mic closer. I think we're at a period now where. If we're looking at the equity market, the S&P, we're kind of in a position where you've pointed the finger at me, I've pointed at you laughing. I think we're in a position now where it could go either way now into the new year. Yeah. You know, we've, we've come off that trend line enough to sort of say, well, we could you know, be making a move lower or we could say, well, we've come off that trend line enough for now and move up higher. Yeah. You know, I've still got my view of going short. Um, but obviously dollar, yes, yeah, starting to see still a bit of weakness there and not a, not a lot of strength really coming back into it as... You know, initially, was probably expected. I did actually read a headline this morning, though. Go on. And I do think that it's got something, probably a bit of a major play in it, is that the Fed could potentially, you know, in a couple of years, look to revise the inflation number. So, you know, the way target inflation is 2%, they could yeah. potentially look to revise that up. Up? Yeah. So, if inflation then went to 3%, well, then now you're obviously 1% closer to what your target is. And what that, what that would do for dollar would, I would say if that came out in the morning, dollar would sell five to 10% off. Oh, bro, that would be big. That would be yeah. big. big Dixie, Dixie would be down to probably under a hundred euro USD would probably up to what? One twelve, one ten. Mate, who, who, what was that? And was that just an opinion article? Yeah, it was an opinion article, but it was actually Bill Ackman first came out. Oh, okay. So he first came out and said it. Now there's a bit of an opinion building back on it. And I think JP Morgan have kind of also backed that as well. Interesting. So interesting. It's just something to keep an eye out on over the long term. You know, I think they're sort of talking 2025 for it, but you know, I mean, if headlines like that start hitting the mainstream and you know that narrative starts getting pushed and yeah. the Fed don't deny it, yeah, I mean, that's maybe something now worth to keep an eye on in the next meeting in February. Definitely 100. Just quickly, actually, just because you said Bill Ackman and it sort of rang a bell in my head. I, I don't know if you ever saw this thing on, um, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, Bill yeah. Ackman, he took, I think he took one of the biggest shorts that his hedge fund has taken on. Uh, and it's, I, I don't know if he's still got it today uh, on Herbalife. You know, Herbalife, the pe- yeah. freaking pyramid fitness pyramid scheme. I don't know if he's still running those shorts, but on during the time of that, it's on Netflix. Um, he was st- he was down like over a billion or something. It's like his, big, his biggest short. And I don't know if yeah. he's still running it. And that's what I mean, like where... It comes, it's like, we were talking about this before with that GameStop thing, what happened to that Melvin Capital, whatever they're called. But like, it's just like, it's it's a funny thing. It's like ego kicks in. It's like, when do you let go? You know, you're running at a fat loss. And this is what I mean. Yeah. These guys obviously have got capital to play with, but they're reckless as well at the same time. It's like, every, what I mean as well is like, every, we're all human, right? We say, obviously traders are supposed to be this, supposed to be that. But then you've got these guys, these dicks that are running these billion dollar portfolios, but are just as a, they're aggressive, you know, their downside is like almost a hundred percent. And, you know, for an upside of 20% over the year, it's fucking madness. It is. I, I don't know where it comes from, but I think as you said, it is just this ego thing. Yeah. You know, and I mean, when, when do you let go of a position? You know, them guys are obviously good at what they do. They wouldn't be there without it. So yeah. if they're good at letting go of the hundred positions before that, why can't they just let go of that one? Exactly. You know? But sometimes I think there's political reasons and I think they're shorting the company to say, look, I don't like your company and that I'm shorting it rather than actually true, you know, shorten it for maybe speculative reasons. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. 
Yeah, I'll get I'll, I'll get the name of the uh, the, the Netflix thing because this was a couple of years back. I watched this and I'll share it with you. It's worth definitely yeah. worth worth watching. It's interesting, and he he just openly says he doesn't like the company. You know, for for many reasons, so he's straight up about it. So yeah. you know, was that not like Bill Gates and Tesla? Bill Gates had a short on Tesla. Yeah, he did as well. Yeah. yeah, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, paid out from so. Yeah, it did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As so, yeah, yeah, man. It's, yeah, so, um, yeah, so uh, that'll be interesting anyway. Just going back to your point, we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that ahead of the next Fed meeting if that is revised, because obviously that would be that would be chunky. That'd be chunky yeah. moves if that happens. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, people will probably be expecting some sort of commentary around, you know, that the Federal Reserve don't have any intentions of moving the inflation target or yeah, if there is anything about that. But that would be huge, huge news. I think that would very slowly drip fed into the into the script. Yeah, definitely, mate. I'm going to let me just put up the chart. I'm going to show a couple of things just well. We'll just show up yours because we showed it last time. Just the, um, the S&P. Remember that trend line that you had marked up SPX here? Yeah. And that goes all the way back here. Yeah. So a very valid trend line, obviously that big rejection. And then we broke this, you know, this support here at 3,900, which has opened up a nice wave of downside. Um, yeah. and obviously broken out a bit of a channel here. Um, so where, where did you, where did you say you see this coming to so from your perspective? Yeah. So I actually put a, a good video out yesterday on the app for the guys. So oh, I need to watch that. Yeah. I saw you post that. Yeah, usually be for the premium but obviously given at christmas i just released it to everybody so nice they all have content for it so i did mention that obviously in the last podcast that we were recording that between october and now yeah that 4000 handle was really pretty much a magnet it was you yeah know, we, we never really got away from it and a lot of that had to do with the options expiry there on december 16th yes at that main level but i did say to the guys last night i said you know i see that with what's been priced in at the minute Within markets, I think that 3,600 level, 3,500 okay. is probably the bottom of, of where things will go. Yeah. If, yeah. if we then start to see PCE ticking up a bit and we maybe look to see inflation, especially core inflation, maybe starting to increase again, then mm. I think we can start to look at that 3,000, you know, 300 level, 3,200 level again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I think, you know, anything after that, I mean, you're just guessing pretty True. much. But I did say, I did uh, reiterate them. Yeah, I said, you know, if inflation does start jumping even further and further down, and maybe there is a potential of, of a Fed pivot going into next year, I don't think it's going to going to create just an overall bullish sentiment in the market. You know, you have sure. to remember what a Fed pivot is. The Fed are obviously communicating out to the market that the economy is in stress and, you know, that we need to adjust monetary policy for that. So then that obviously add some negativity into the market and i don't think that that's going to cause a huge rally back up to 4,300 4,400 i think best case scenario starting into q1 next year that we reach them sort of highs there of 4,200 that we seen a couple of days ago so yeah and for me like technically as well when you really really look at this we are printing you know lower highs and, and lower lows you know um yeah. and obviously this is the most recent lower high and, you yeah. know, we go and challenge this area down here, sort of about 3,600. It could could breach, you know, and go and just print a fresh well, fresh low. Yeah, that's what I said. I think if, if we do make it down to that level, yeah. that sort of ultimatum, whether if we break 3,500, then obviously we're going to start to look at lower lows. But if we oh. don't break that 3,500, then we're probably just going to be looking at potentially a double, a double bottom and maybe just consolidating around that range of 3,600 and 3,800. Yeah, for sure. Sure, mate. And then um, just quickly, actually, on uh, I'm just, I'll just pull up the dollar here as well because share this, share screen. Because 
dollar has been an interesting one. You know, we did think at the start of the year we'd probably be higher than what we are now. Yeah. Or not the start of the year, sorry, the sort of start of this quarter. We thought we'd be maybe higher than where we are now. But we did, we did. But yeah, everything yeah. obviously shifted when you know inflation started cooling a little bit. We didn't really, yeah, yeah we were really expecting that's just to dominate higher. Um, but yeah, I, I, this week's quite a big one for me. Obviously, at the end of the day, it's, the volumes are so are gonna have shrunk a lot, you know, are gonna drop massively. But I'm just quite interested to see how the price responds up to this 105 towards 106 range coming back and retest because this was key support which held for a little while around that sort of 106 105 handle and you know i want to see how we respond to this retest you know we've a breakout and retest and then push to the north you know and just yeah. resume that trend to the upside or yeah. i'm still I'll, I'll still lean just for the time being on seeing want to see that rejection and continue to play out to the downside as you know i think the field is in my opinion i still feel the Field has leveled out a little bit in comparison to previously when the FOMC had a massive uphand. They were just aggressive, hiking aggressively. I just feel like the fields equaled out a little bit. You know, there's that, there's, there's a less um, reduced monetary policy divergence. So, yeah, um, you know, that's true. Some... You know, you, as you say, we've seen the ECB coming out last week a bit more hawkish than we thought. Mm. EOE are still there. So, you are starting to get central banks now just coming with that hawkish tone. And then the Fed are still just the Fed. So, yeah, there mate. probably is a bit of catch that is well due there yeah. although saying that i think this week if the dollar is to break above that 106 handle as you say in that 50 percent fib i think this week's probably the week to do it i mean yeah. if you're going to see reduced volumes you could really see a few gap ups if we get above that 50 percent fib then people might look at it technically and be like well effort we're above it let's just go for it mm, you know definitely. and usually, usually that's the situations where that happens it's sort of on reduced volumes mm -hmm. yes yeah, true true anything could happen those reduced volumes you know, and I think it's just key just to note, obviously we said it before, but just for our listeners that, you know, at the end of the day, this is the end of the year now, you know, big players are starting to rebalance their books and things could just not make sense in terms of moves. So just be wary. Yeah. yeah. Spreads it, widening. Exactly. You know, some of them are under constraints that they have to have X amount of, you know, equity, they have to have X amount of dollars and no matter what the price is, they just have to rebalance at that. So mm. some of the moves you might see, you'll, you'll think what's going on here, scratching your head, but that's, that's just people buying and selling at the price they have to do that. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Yeah, so, mate. Well, I think that wraps up for this week. Just a quick one. I know you're not a massive football fan, but obviously it's the World Cup final. Um, by the time people hear this, we would know the result. But any predictions? Argentina or France, by the way? <laughs> this 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 is how bad it is. I was about to ask you who it was. <laughs> I knew I knew it was Argentina. I forgot that France put England out. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna go Argentina two two nil. Yeah. All right. Two one. Yeah. 2-0. 2-0. Okay, yeah. I was thinking 2-1 Argentina. I'd rather Argentina win it because France won it last time and France yeah. knocked England out. So stuff them. Let yeah. them knock, <laughs> them, knock, them, knock them out. I know. Do, do you think though, if England were here against Argentina, do you think there'd be a chance? Yeah, I think there'd be a decent chance. Is England had been playing quite well this World Cup, to be fair. They're just very unfortunate with France. They just, just didn't step it up. But yeah. yeah. I so, mean, if it, I think it would be an all or nothing sort of situation for them. Yeah. It wouldn't be a sense of park the bus first half and the second half go defensive. I think it would be a situation. Look, we're in the final. It's been what sixty six from the last final. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you just have to go for it, wouldn't you? That's it, mate. That's it. Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, as always. Cheers. All right, Rory. Um, I'll catch you on next one, buddy. Yeah, have a good one. Cheers. Have a good one.